Hi, this is Pastor Bob Yandian. The Word of God says don't forget all of His benefits. You know what don't forget means? Remember His benefits. What is the power of your memory? We're going to talk about that from the Word of God today, and your life will be blessed. For more than 40 years, Bob Yandian has been an expositor of the Bible, making seemingly complicated doctrine easy to understand. Grab your Bible and something to take notes with and study the Word of God with Pastor Bob Yandian. Welcome to Student of the Word. Good to have you here with us today. This is Pastor Bob Yandian. I'm here to present the Word of God to you. I trust that you've enjoyed this and have been enjoying it for quite a while. For those of you that are brand new to this broadcast, welcome today. Glad to have you here. I pastored for 33 years. Before that, I taught for four years in a Bible school. I still teach in Bible schools today. And the favorite thing I love to do is especially teach Bible school students I compare them to about the upper 1% of the body of Christ, and that is they're the ones called into full-time ministry. And I really enjoy teaching to them and ministering to them. But I, you know what? I told my congregation that the 33 years I taught them, I said, I'm going to teach you like your Bible school students. I'm going to teach you as if you're smart and have a call on your life. I said, you know, most of the time, you know, we have certain books that are attributed to pastors like Timothy and Titus, and and we often call those the pastoral epistles. But you know what? We're going to study them like we do anything else because there is no thing written at the top of Timothy, this is only for pastors, or the top of Titus, this is only for pastors. No, it's part of the Word of God, and all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. So I'm teaching you here on this broadcast. That's why I call it Student of the Word. I consider you a student. I consider me to be the teacher of you, and I'm going to teach you just like your Bible school students. Students and listen, I can tell you this when this show is over, this broadcast is over, you will be smarter than when it started. And next time you come back, you'll be a little bit smarter, and that's the way it should be. This is what teachers and ministers in the body of Christ are for. So turn with me to Mark chapter 8. We're going to take a look at verses 13 through 21, and this is where Jesus spoke to his disciples immediately after a miracle he had done. And there are actually three different times when Jesus spoke and uh, right after miracles he had done and, you know, commending them or talking to them about to, to take the most out of what they've just experienced. And so in this verse of scripture, take a look here at Mark chapter eight, verse 13 says this, he left them and entered into a ship again and departed to the other side. Now the disciples had forgotten to take bread, neither had they in the ship with them more than one loaf. And he charged them saying, take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. And they reasoned among themselves saying, it's because we have no bread or we've forgotten to take bread or we've only got one loaf of bread here. And when Jesus knew, he said to them, why do you reason? Is it because you have no bread? I mean, they were reasoning among themselves, but they didn't think Jesus heard them. And he might not have. This might've been a word of knowledge on Jesus' part. It's because you have no bread. Do you not perceive yet? Do you not understand either? Have your hearts been so hardened? Having eyes, don't you see? Having ears, don't you hear? And do you not remember? Would you underline that phrase? Do you not remember? When I broke the five loaves among 5,000, how many basket full of fragments did you take up? They said 12. He said, and when the seven among 4,000, how many basket full of fragments did you take up? They said seven. He said, why don't you understand? What was he talking about? Why don't you understand? He was simply saying, and that phrase is, do you not remember? Whenever a miracle is over, and listen, what you have is the memory of it. There's times I sit around with ministers and we reflect back on things in the 1960s 
the 1970s, outstanding meetings we attended. The power of God was there. The presence of God was there. The spirit of God was there. Signs, wonders, miracles. Or we remember a sermon that literally upended our life and changed so many thousands of people that were sitting there that day. We reminisce on that. And then the next thing is, I kind of wish we could go back and be in that service again. We can't do it. You can't go back in time, but here's the point. You can remember. What is remembrance? There's certain restaurants my wife and I like to go to, and there's one hamburger place here in Tulsa I love to go to. And the thing about it is, is I usually, I try my best just to eat a half or one. I mean, I could eat up two or three, but I try my best to cut it in half, take that thing home with me. And usually whenever the person walks around by the table, they say, do you want, do you want a, a, you know, a box for that? And I said, yes. So they'll bring a box. I take that thing home with me. And when I'm at home, I open that thing up. I warm it in the microwave and start to eat it. And you know what? For a moment, I can remember being in the, that, that was my piece of remembrance of that place. I can see myself walking in. I see the place to order the burger. I see the place I sit down. I have all the condiments around me, all those things. I see that and I remember that from what, you know, from this uh, leftover. Memories are leftovers of miracles. Memories are leftovers of great times. And what Jesus was saying here is he said, you have a loaf of bread with, you? yeah, we have right here. He said, doesn't that, doesn't that remind you of something? Uh, duh, duh, no, he said it should. What you should look is look at that piece of bread and remember something. What we started with was five five piece, very small loaves and a few fish. In other words, those five little loaves were actually smaller than this one loaf. Remember how much we had left over? We had seven baskets left over. One. On the other one, we had 12 baskets left over. Do you remember that? And they said, uh, yeah. He said, we had more left over than what we started with. In fact, if you stop and remember something, you're carrying a loaf with you. This is a leftover. You're about to take it with you. Doesn't this remind you of what just happened? It should remind you of just what happened. There's a verse of scripture that says, forget not all of his benefits. We're gonna to talk to you today, the power of memories. How that you have memories and those should reflect back on something, but this is a loaf of bread you're still carrying about from a memory of a miracle that happened numbers of years ago. You still have a bunch of leftovers and those leftovers are what you can remember about what happened. A time of miracles, a time of a great teaching, a time when you saw your marriage change, a time when you saw finances come in. Those are memories and memories again are leftovers, something that's boxed up and you can open up at any time and look at it and remember because you know what? It reminds you of a time that you had nothing or you walked into a place hungry and you walked out with a great meal and you have a piece of it left over. So again, he said, that's why in verse 21, he says, now do you understand the importance of memories? This is the third of three boat rides and they still were hard-hearted. They didn't understand. Mark chapter four, verse 35 through 40, after Jesus spoke the parables, Jesus calmed the storm. Remember, he was laying there in the ship and he was asleep and they woke him up and said, don't you care that we're perishing? Jesus stopped and calmed the storm. But this happened immediately after. And what happened was the moment they got in the ship, he said, do you understand what I just taught? They went, uh-huh, uh-huh. What he was asking was, do you remember what I just said? You're carrying memories with you. And then hang on to those memories. They got in the ship and forgot all about the memories. All they could see was this storm in front of them. And Jesus had just taught some of the most incredible things for their life. And they didn't remember them. The storm seemed to wipe out everything. And that's why Jesus at the end got upset with them because why? He gave them a verse to stand on. Before they got into the ship, he said, let us 
pass over to the other side. He didn't say, let's try to pass over. He didn't say, let's go halfway and sink. He said, let us, and that's all of us, pass over. He didn't say there wasn't going to be a storm because there was a storm. He might have and might not have known there was a storm coming, but he really didn't care. The promise had been given and they would go over and they should have had memory of what he said before they got into the ship, but they didn't. The storm wiped out everything and they fell apart. The second one was in Mark chapter six, verse 45 through 52. And that was right after the first loaves and fishes. This is when Jesus walked on the water and Peter came out to meet him. This was right after a supernatural miracle of the loaves and the fishes. And this is the time when there were 12 loaves and fish baskets that were left over from five little loaves and fishes. The third time here is in this verse of scripture, and this is after the second loaves and fishes. And this is again, his lesson on leaven. And in Mark chapter eight, we just quoted it. He said in verse 18, don't you remember? We all take our bread baskets. These are leftovers back to our ships with us. We all get our food. We carry it in our boxes out to our car. We take it home. And this is what's true after a church service. This is what's true after a great miracle. This is what God does for us whenever the miracle comes through of finances that we needed or a miracle of, you know, we thought our child was going to die, but God raised them up and God brought back, uh, you know, their health to them. He's brought health to you. There's times you look back at your life and there's times you were about to get into an accident and God preserved you. I mean, there's times I look back, my dad had a story one time. We were coming back after church. He had just preached that Sunday night. We were coming across the Arkansas River in Tulsa. We went across a bridge and my dad was in the right lane heading back and right beside us in the right lane was the uh, bridge uh, fence, the fence that kept you from going over into the river. And he's there, suddenly the Lord spoke to him and said, get in the left lane now. And he went, what? what? And said, the Lord spoke and said, now. And immediately he turned over the left lane and the moment he did, the right front tire blew. If he'd have been in the right lane and the moment the right front tire blew, it, the car swerved over to the right, but he had room to straighten that thing back out. If he'd have been in the right lane, he'd have gone right through that guardrail. He'd have gone right into the water and we'd have gone into the Arkansas River. The Lord stopped him from, again, something that could have happened and preserved us at that time. You know, my dad always refer back to that. He still had his little box with him. He still looked at, those were the leftovers. Your memories are the leftovers of miracles that God has done to help you remember that and there's times to bring it out. I'm really a big uh, advocator of having yourself a ledger, a journal that you write down. When something happens, write that story down. And for right now, you say, well, I, you know, I, I don't do that. Well, why don't you stop for just a moment and start to remember and say, Lord, bring it back to my remembrance. You promised me in the word of God and you said not to forget your benefits. So Lord, I'm striving right now not to forget the benefits you've given in the past and begin to write those down as much as possible. Write down the dates that it happened, maybe the year if you can remember that or whatever time period, something that happened at that time, write it down and that you go back and reflect on it from time to time. Whenever you're facing a problem, go back and look at that and go, God did that, whoa, man. God did this and suddenly the problem you're going through now doesn't even compare to what God's brought you through. There's been bigger things. And on top of that, write down the date when you were born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, healed of some disease when somebody laid hands on you. It was verified by doctors or whatever and you're alive today because of the grace and power of God. And now you're facing some small problem it's like a storm that suddenly came up and you forgot the fact that God has done greater things than all these things in the past. Again, Psalm 103, verse two, do not forget all his benefits. What are we told in James chapter four and verse seven? Submit to God and resist the devil. A hardened heart is afraid of God 
and submits to the devil instead of to God. To open up the word of God and to open up your memory is to resist the world and resist Satan and come back to know Satan. God has never let me down. I don't care what I've come through. God has always taken care of me. In John chapter four, the disciples knew a natural harvest better than a spiritual harvest. Jesus said to them, he said, how can you stand there and see and say, well, you know, here, this is happening and look, look, I can see a great wheat harvest coming. And yet you walk by a spiritual harvest all the time, not seeing there's people that need Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. We wish we knew the Bible better, but we know football, baseball, basketball statistics, even more than we know the word of God itself. And it simply shows us here's what's happened. And you know what? Those football statistics are of the past. Baseball statistics of the past. Basketball, they're all of the past. You can remember the past better of sports than you can of God doing supernatural things in your life or the promises of the word of God. Make a decision to pull your mind away from here and start pulling out bread baskets. Start pulling out leftovers of miracles of the past. Write them down. Begin to think on them and you'll begin to understand if God's done this for me in the past, he's got even greater things ahead for me tomorrow. I'll see you right after the break. As we travel through life, many Christians can become sidetracked from a walk of simple faith in God and begin complicating their faith by engaging in legalistic works of the flesh, all the while thinking that they are in faith. Then when things begin to go wrong, they wonder, what has happened to my faith? Am I missing something? In this series, Pastor Bob Yandian encourages believers to continue in the simple daily progression of faith. Five audio messages include Hindsight is 2020. It's time to grow up. Learning through suffering. Don't complicate your miracle and faith's destination. To order The Walk of Faith, visit our website at bobyendian.com. I've been waiting on this book, Theology Simplified. This is a class I teach at Karis Bible College, and it's my favorite class. I think the students' favorite class is there. And I've been waiting to put this into a book. It's eight different theological terms that sound difficult, but actually are very simple. I just simply think the Bible sometimes is filled with complicated sounding words, but you break it down, it becomes very simple. This book is called Theology Simplified. Let me tell you what all it covers. It covers predestination. It covers reconciliation and sanctification. It covers glorification, justification. Redemption, propitiation, and election are all covered in this book. And again, big words with simple meanings. I bring it down to you. When I used to pastor at the church, I would even tell, I'd say, housewives, you that are listening out there today in the congregation, this is designed for you too. The Word of God is not difficult. Go to my website, bobbyandian.com. You'll find how you can have a copy for yourself. Blessings upon blessings to you. Bob Yandian Ministries is training up a new generation in the Word of God. Because of your generosity and faithfulness, this teaching ministry is able to change countless lives. You will never know until you get to heaven how many people received Jesus, were filled with the Holy Spirit, healed, or found God's will for their life through your support and prayers. If you would like to become a partner with Bob Yandian, visit our website at bobyandian.com and click on Partnership.
Let me go back to Mark chapter eight and just kind of reminisce on what Jesus was saying here. The disciples had just come through the third time when Jesus did a miracle and the second time of the loaves and fishes. And so when he was talking to them, they had a loaf of bread right there with them. They actually brought this loaf of bread from the miracle. He was sitting right in front of them and they began to argue with each other and talk about the ship and all the stuff that was going on. And that's when Jesus talked to them and said, don't you, don't, why do you reason among yourself? Why are all these things such a terrible thing to you? Don't you understand? And has your hearts been hardened already? Having eyes, don't you see? Spiritual ears, can't you hear? Don't you remember when I broke the five loaves among 5,000? How many baskets of fragments did you take up? They said 12. And among the seven, how many did you pick up? Seven. He said, and here's a loaf of bread left over in front of you that you brought with you. And even this is bigger than what we started with. We started with seven loaves of bread, seven small loaves of bread, and we had some fish among them. But even this loaf of bread is bigger than what we started with one loaf. And yet you don't stop to remember how God blessed you. Now you're right back into arguing and fear and all these other things. What I'm bringing out to you simply is this. Again, in John chapter four, when the disciples were with Jesus and he was witnessing to the woman, the woman at the well. And yet, and the disciples came walking back from town. He knew what they were thinking. He sent them in to minister to people, yet they didn't minister to anybody. He said, I sent you into a place where, where other people have been and you, you should have had it easy. Other people have ministered. Other people have sown. Other people have watered. I sent you in and all you needed to do was to say that we know who the Messiah is, but you didn't do it. But yet you walked out of town and walked right by a harvest, a wheat harvest and said, look, look at this wheat harvest. He said, you know a wheat harvest and when a harvest is coming of natural grain, even and you can't see a spiritual harvest in front of you. What I've been bringing out is the importance of memories. And the memories again are like that, like leftovers of a meal. Again, I've been with meals and most every time they walk by the table, they'll see a little bit of food left or they say, do you want a box? And we say, yes. And so we put the box in the box, we go home, warm it up later. That is not being in the restaurant. That is a memory of what happened in the restaurant. I'm no longer in the meeting where the great miracles took place, but in my box up here, I have the memories. I can open it up and look at the memories of it. The one loaf I have left over, it reminds me of what God did back there. This is so important that you understand this. This is what the word of God means when it tells us, don't forget all of God's benefits. Think about what he's done for you. Think of the wonderful things he's done for you reminisce on those things, ruminate on those things, bring them back up. Because like I said, we often know football, baseball, basketball statistics even better than we know the promises of the word of God. John 10 tells us, my sheep know my voice. I'm gonna say that again. My sheep know my voice. You know his voice. But the point of it is you have to tune out the world and all the things going on in the world. You know more about underarm deodorant often by the end of the day than you do about the promises of God. Which one keeps your underarms drier? Who gives a rip? Who cares about that? But yet we find ourselves thinking about that because that's all we put into our brain. This is what we put into our little box and take it out by the end of the day. When our box should be filled of the great things God has done for us, our memories should be more built around the things of God than basketball, baseball, or underarm deodorant. Tune into the Holy Spirit. Stop for just a moment and say, Holy Spirit, bring to my remembrance things that have happened. And the Holy Spirit will open up that little box and what you'll have is leftovers from miracles in the past tune out the world also. There was a time here a few years ago, my wife said, what do you want for Christmas? And I thought, oh my gosh, you know, by this time we're, we're old enough, we've got everything we possibly need and we want to give everything to the, ki to the kids or the grandkids, you know? But I stopped and said, wait, wait just a minute. I travel on airplanes 
And there's these people that have these headphones they put on and they, they flip a switch and it turns down, it takes the sound out here and they're noise reducing headphones. They call them noise canceling headphones, but they don't cancel. They simply reduce the outside noise. And so I said, I like one of those. So she went and bought me a pair. And the first time I got on a plane, I remembered then they were rolling, you know, down the aisle. They had those carts, they were rolling down the aisle and people were trying to find their seats and there was talking going on and they were throwing things above and it was noisy in there. I just put those things over my head and flipped the switch. You know what? All that sound down there went way down. I mean, it must have reduced it 50, 60%. And I could turn on the music and hear the music a whole lot better. There comes a time when through the power of the Holy Spirit, especially by praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues, we tune the world down so that we can greater hear the things of God. His voice becomes stronger to us. Tune into the Holy Spirit, but tune out the world. This is why throughout the Word of God, God gave memorials. Memorials are that box that we carry with us. This is the memories of what happened. And the word memorial is where we get the word memory from. It simply brings back a memory of something that God has done. Hebrews chapter 3, verses 7 through 11. So as the Holy Spirit says today, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation in the days of the Old Testament, in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tested me, proved me, and saw my works for 40 years. I was grieved with that generation. Why? And say they do always err in their hearts and have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath, they will not enter into my rest. He said, they don't know my ways. They don't remember my ways. God said, I have worked for them every day. For 40 years, I showed them things and they wouldn't remember tomorrow what happened today. And they didn't remember today what happened yesterday. I have delivered them so many times and not one time did they ever say, well, God brought us through this before. He's brought through things similar before. He's brought us through worse things before. He's gonna bring us through this day. No, every day they came to the place where they simply denied God, would not allow him to operate. And God said, I finally had it up to here with you. In other words, God said, Every miracle that happens should be a memorial to you, a memory to you, part of your box of leftovers that you can open up and say, look at that, there's a loaf of bread. I remember how we started. This is bigger than what we started with. God blessed us so much. There were daily memorials. In Hebrews chapter nine, verses three and four, we have the Ark of the Covenant, a daily memorial to the power of God, the forgiving power of God and the miracle power of God. Hebrews 9, 3 and 4 says this, And after the second veil, the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all, which had the golden censer, the ark of the covenant overlaid with gold over it, in which was the golden pot that had manna, Aaron's rod that budded in the tables of the covenant. All three, it's like opening up that box. Here's the box from the restaurant. Look what's on the inside. A pot of manna. You know what a pot of manna reminded them of? God provided food for them every single day in the wilderness. Aaron's rod that budded. God's forgiveness through Aaron's tribe, the daily forgiveness of sins, that no matter what they had done, God's forgiveness and grace was there. The tablets of stone, what was this? It's a symbol of God's law, the daily word of God, which they broke almost every day, but God again came along and forgave them and restored them. And this all was one great big replica here of the, again, the Ark of the Covenant showing the grace, the mercy, and the consistency of God. What was it? The Ark of the Covenant. There was also weekly memorials. There was the Sabbath day. Exodus chapter 20 and verse eight says this, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. How did they keep the Sabbath day holy? You say, well, they only did this. They wouldn't do this work over here. No, 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 no. That had nothing to do with it. 
By not doing that, they had to sit. And for some reason, why did they sit? To remember. To remember, you don't get involved in other things. You put those things aside for one day. And the most powerful thing on the Sabbath day was not the fact they didn't mow the lawn, not the fact they didn't walk, uh, you know, climb a ladder. They didn't do any kind of work like that. No, the most important thing was the not, was not the not working. The most important thing was what they did in the meantime. They remembered the Sabbath day to keep it holy. It's much like today when we fast. And there's not a lot of people that fast today, but you know, when the, what was the purpose of the fast? On the, here's what most of us think. On the day we fast, we don't eat. No, 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 no. It was the fact you don't eat. It's what you substitute instead of eating. What's that? Remember the Lord. Remember him. Pray. Have time for prayer. Have time for remembering God. Have time for to increase our faith. This is what it's for. And so this is what memories are for to call back times when God has been there and for us to remember, wait a minute, if God would have done that, he could do this today. You'll often find that the things you're facing right now are nothing compared to what God has done for you in the past. And if he's done the greater things and especially saving you, taking you out of Satan's kingdom into his own kingdoms, these are important. There were yearly memorials, Passover. Exodus chapter 13 and verse three says, Moses said to the people, remember this day in which you came out of Egypt, in which you came out of the house of bondage for by strength of hand, the Lord has brought you into this place. You know what he's saying in that verse of scripture? He said, here's a day when you're stopping to remember how God brought you out. This is a day not to think on anything else, but remember this day, the entire day and pull out that box, that leftover. And remember as we're having today, as we eat the Passover lamb, although this isn't like the first time, the first time was to get us out of the land. From that time on now, it's a memorial to remember that day. That's the other thing. Other Jewish feasts were all set up as memorial. Unleavened bread, first fruits, Pentecost, trumpets, atonements, tabernacles. All of these are other Jewish feasts, which again, on that day, it's not like the first one that was there. After that, they become memorials. And on that Memorial Day, you stop and remember what God has done. Forget not all his benefits. Pull out your box of leftovers, open it up and remember how God has blessed you in the past and never let you down and done impossible things. Every seventh year was a sabbatical for the land. Every 50th year was the year of Jubilee. There was a memorial in Egypt and that was Joseph's coffin. I love this story. Joseph's coffin. He said, when it came time for him to die, he said, don't bury me. He said, you're going to come out of here one day. It took 400 years for this prop promise to come to pass. He said, They're gonna, you're going to take me out of here one day. And he says, and I'm a, I'm on, I want to be put in a coffin, but I don't want the coffin to be buried. I want to be buried in the parcel of land that belongs to me in Canaan. I want that to happen. So in the meantime, they left his coffin out. It didn't get buried. And for 400 years, it was viewed in the nation of Egypt. And the people came around. Listen, when they were being beaten, what did they do? They came to that memorial. They came to Joseph's coffin. They remembered something from the past. And they said, this coffin means we're getting out of here. They carried it through the wilderness and they finally buried it in Canaan. There was a memorial in Canaan in Joshua chapter four, verses one through nine, of which they put stones in the middle of the Jordan River and a stone memorial outside of it. There was just one crossing of the Jordan River, but there was something there. And in times of drought, when the water went down enough, you could see that stone memorial out there. In times of your own drought, what God wants you to see is not the drought, but the stone memorial that's there saying, God 
God has brought me through terrible situations. He will bring me through this one again. And Joshua chapter four, verses six and seven, this shall be a sign to you that when your children shall ask their fathers in times to come, what is meant by these stones? You shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the Ark of the Covenant and the Lord, and these stones shall be a memorial for the children of Israel to come. What has God done for you? Daily blessings, food, clothes, income, sins forgiven, promises, weekly blessings, getting to go to church, yearly blessings, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Independence Day, days we look back on what God has done for us. This is important, we understand this. And we understand this, especially when it comes to spiritual things. Open up that box of remembrance and thank God for all he's done for you. And that'll give you faith for what's gonna happen today, tomorrow, next week. God will deliver you out of all circumstances of life. See you next time. You can order resources, become a partner, or browse free articles and podcasts by visiting our website at bobyandian.com. You can also join our mailing list and receive weekly devotions and the latest ministry updates. If you would like to contact Bob Yandian Ministries, visit bobyandian.com and click on Contact. To contact us by mail, use the address on your screen. Thank you for watching today's broadcast. We'll see you next time on Student of the Word with Bob Yandian.